0: Wow, there we go. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evan and Aaron show presents the red and the blue soccer chat. Oh, my gosh, man. We are like live everywhere. This is beautiful.
1: This is awesome. Hopefully it's coming through. I I, I hope I hope the new quality, the new the new platform uh, is going to work well and and here's what's awesome we won't know uh until we're done with this show uh ladies and gentlemen yeah. it's wednesday uh it's short show wednesday but uh we got plenty to talk about here
0: um yes we and, do
1: uh, really really excited uh for those who don't know and well, why would you uh we have swapped out <laughs> uh you may notice that we have a slightly different appearance we have um moved from zoom to riverside uh zoom mainly riverside. we just couldn't negotiate that new contract with zoom very well um and, uh, <laughs> they, they wanted to send us out on another loan deal we're gonna try riverside we're gonna see how it goes and uh you know um we'll see if we come back we've um, we
0: relegated we've relegated zoom haven't we they, I, they've moved I, down yeah
1: yeah i'm I, telling I, you yeah. Well, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, sometimes you got to move on. Sometimes that's uh, right, man. Sometimes uh, things just right and aren't right in the locker room.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> that's awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us um, on Wednesday, and um, we have a few things to talk about. Obviously, uh, this is our short show, as Aaron uh, mentioned before. Yeah. I, you know, till i die um and, and and i literally died on saturday i,
1: I was gonna say heaven uh, i played that one because uh <sighs> this, the club's taking some arrows to the chest here lately um and uh mm. their old boy their old hero their old legend mm. uh fat frank mm. breakfast came to town <laughs> uh, with, with everton and um Actually really played well uh, as well. It, I think they played well. Chelsea played poorly. Um, yes. Thoughts, man. Thoughts.
0: Okay, here's my thoughts, man. I, I I've thought about this and thought about this and thought about this, and I knew the show was coming. Uh, this is the first time I will honestly say that um, I am really not happy with what Tuchel decided to go with as far as the lineup goes. i um, not happy with it. Now, the first half – Okay, that's fine. But my question is, why do you leave one of the highest paid strikers on the bench given the fact that yes, his his you know what? His performance has not been on it, it has not been on point all season long. Um actually I take that back. Uh, at the beginning of the season it looked like he was going to be the guy. It looked like he was going to be the leading goal scorer for us. And you know, that stupid interview happened. And it deflated, I think it deflated our entire season as far as, um, you know, as far as him being a part of this team is concerned. But how do you leave someone that massive, that physical, that, um, you know, influential in the box? How do you leave that person on the bench? You know, why, why not make, you know, a mess of things? Um, you know, last last week, he made a mess of things and got a penalty, which I could have kicked better than Jorginho, but nevertheless, got us a penalty. And we were able to, you know, uh, have the opportunity to score off of that. Why not try it again with a much lesser club? Um, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Everton. Everton, last week, my friend, we said this. Um, I said, look, to play for here this very well could be a trap game for us um and in in my opinion it was and the mm-hmm. person that fell into the biggest trap was thomas tuchel uh he in my opinion left he left some cards that he should have played and um the other thing i want to mention about that is i have never seen someone lose it uh like kai havertz lost it this young man uh, for the past four or five matches aaron i i know how you feel about this and and i feel the same way this young man has resorted to playing the flopping game Mm -hmm. um i am not a fan i think i think there there might be strategic places to do it because i think that you could very well make a defender pay for being stupid okay I get it. Totally get it. He is he is horrible at it. And he just needs to stop. He needs to stop. I mean, he's he's hurting the entire team. And um if if I look at Kai Havertz and I look at the performances that he's turned in for the past two or three matches, um, I start scratching my head. I start saying, you know what, maybe Hakeem Zaek, maybe he just des- deserves to be back into the starting lineup i um, not sure what happened with him as far as falling out of the good graces of Thomas Tuchel. Um, but, man, we are hanging on by a thread. Um, this is a shaky team, and this is a team that's unsure of itself. And unless somebody steps up and listens to Mark Pulisic... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. Because I, I know you have, you have something to say, but, but, but unless somebody steps up and says, Hey guys, look, okay, jump on my back. Let's go. Let's take these last four or five games. Let's just, let's win. All we have to do is win two of them. Mm. Let's win two. Let's win one. And it literally, we just have to draw the rest of them. I mean, that's it. And so, I, I think we need to get there, man. But that that match was was it it. I heard the Bad News Bears theme song playing the entire time that match was on, man. It literally was yep. uh, horrible to watch. Horrible.
1: Well, I think the biggest problem you've got right now is you're on a slide, and mm-hmm. you know worst time of the season to be I, I, I think you're gonna survive. You know, in the in the top four, um, uh, your run-in's not bad. Let me take a look real quick, but I'm pretty sure yeah. your run-in is not too bad. No, no. You've got, um, let's see, fixtures. Oh, hi, Pooley. You've got, oh, I take it back. Well, who do we have? Wolves are visiting the bridge. Uh, which they're they're kind of off right now. They're kind of off right kinda now. And they're kind of off. I think the yeah. bigger problem your bigger problem is going away to Leeds. yeah on a wednesday yep and then um but but you've i mean you've you've got those two games to get it right because you've got to play liverpool the (laughs) only saving grace about playing liverpool is liverpool may have one eye on paris right now right but yeah that's a team that wants to do something historic they could get the quadruple um and and that would be a very impressive feat um, settle down Liverpool fans I don't think it quite makes you the best I mean you know trophy, trophy wise yeah but not this 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 is team is not the best team in Premier League history they're not even as good as the team that won the Champions League a couple of years ago so sit down mm. Um, mm. But mm. <laughs> Chelsea has got to figure some things out um, yeah they do Tuchel needs to figure some things out to your question yep. about you know why don't you bring Lukaku off the bench and that sort of thing you know that's a tough one um, because I think Tuchel has decided, by the way, I want Thomas Tuchel to star in the remake of the movie Volunteers. Do you remember that movie?
0: Volunteers? No. Uh,
1: John Candy and Tom Hanks. <laughs> no. They join, the, they join the Peace Corps. John Candy intends to join the Peace Corps. Tom Hanks is running away from something. He's one of those silly, like, early huh. 80s movies. Okay. This joke won't make any sense, but Thomas Tuchel, Tacoma, <laughs> Washington. Um... <laughs> for the (laughs) four people out there who get that joke
0: i know i know man it Um, sounded good though it sounded really nice i I think
1: tuchel has an eye on next season um i i think i think he's planning no no, bear with me i think what he's trying to do is say i'm going to win with the people who want to be here and i think he's made it i I think it has become clear rom is gone and, okay. and they, they don't really want each other. This is this a, a poor, you know, getting back together with the ex decision, right? They looked at each other sure. across the room and sure. thought, oh, remember those good old days? It's like, and, oh, that's never you a good really, idea. You really just can't do that. Yeah. Um, so, and ironically, I bet Rom goes back to Inter Milan and we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's hope they don't go to dinner together. Enter oh and Chelsea. Um, the only
0: the only thing we have going for us, Aaron, is the last two matches are at the bridge. Um, you, yeah. you know Watford. Hopefully, we should be able to to get through. Weezer um, City.
1: Weston's that's on a slide. They're they they've the, been struggling.
0: Are, but once again, man, once again, these these it, Everton has a threat of being relegated, which means, number one, okay, yes, they're going to up their their game. But, Chelsea, you are third in the table. Third. And I know there's a wide gap between first and second. but Second and third. I'm sorry, second and third. But you absolutely looked like a team that, uh, I'm going to say it, on... Saturday, they or Sunday, they looked like a team that was facing relegation. They looked like a team playing that bad, man. Um,
1: looked, to your Kai Havertz point, they look like a was, team that's tired and is only playing for one thing now, and that they, they've all, they've all, they're all looking to Saturday May fourteen as the only thing on their mind right wow. now. And everything in between could be a problem because these guys care about that trophy. That's the trophy, right? FA Cup. That's that's massive.
0: Sure, it is. It's massive, but it's also massive if you don't put yourself in a place that you can compete for it again next season. I mean, well, you know what I mean?
1: Well, hold on. Hold on. They should be able to manage the rest of this season to to keep top four.
0: I hope so, dude. I hope so.
1: But I really do. You you know, why is Kai Havertz going to ground? Here's a guy who's tired and doesn't want to get hurt before he plays in the biggest game of the season. Why isn't Romelu Lukaku playing? Because he's not in the plan. Rudiger has demonstrated a professionalism that neither of those guys have. And that's why Rudiger remains on the field in spite of his Chris (laughs) Smallingness.
0: But you... No, Rüdiger is—he's not he's causing problems in the in the locker room. Right. And, and I'm not saying Lukaku's cause I think Lukaku is is handling this really well. I I don't think he's causing problems in the locker room. I think that the problems he caused in the locker room were back in January, and and I think that he's not being a you know he's not being a dick to anybody. He's not getting on there saying anything, um, which he very well could have, and he still can. not but he he hasn't and so for for that fact, I'm like, you know what that's that's cool um to say that he's not part of the plan, I think at this point, I mean I see what you're saying, but I think at this point man, uh, you pull out all the stops to ensure that top four I mean I, I, I don't know how you penalize see because in, in this is just my opinion if if, if you, withhold somebody that might that potentially in a certain situation. Yes, he's fallen out of graces with you. But if you let someone come in who has the potential to get you through, to get you to that top 4, um if you hold them out, you're 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 hurting your team, you're hurting your fan base because we see it. I mean, we see it, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Lukaku's not going to be here next year. We get it. But Use him while we've got him. The big guy can get in there and he can make a mess of things. He can make a lovely mess of things. And so let's just put him in and see what happens. Because anybody in their right mind on Sunday, Aaron, could have could have sat there for five minutes and said, "Oh, this team isn't going to do anything today."
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's just not. So with or, with or without Christian Pulisic on the field.
0: <laughs> so that is my hot take of of oh, uh, the match. Bigger um, hot
1: take is Christian Pulisic at Chelsea this time next year. Oh, is, wow. is Christian Pulisic at Chelsea at the mm. beginning of the season?
0: Mm. Um, I would I would like to think so. I would like to think so. I would like to think that. Um. Uh, behind the scenes, I think Pulisic is a lot more patient than what than what we know. I think that, I think that the, the combination of him, Havertz, Mount, um, I, I, I just think it has way too much potential and you throw a striker in there that we could get if we get a buyer soon. I I just, I, I don't know how you deal someone like him away. I think he's got that, that thing that not a lot of Chelsea personnel have right now um uh like you like you like to say he is that fox in the box he's just around he's there and and he pops up out of nowhere um you know i'm thinking of the west ham goal he came out of nowhere and uh scored that goal for us so i would like to think he's still around uh at the beginning of next season is he around for the entire season I'm a little bit more skeptical about that
1: uh, well, interesting, interesting question i have and, and you know until there's a buyer to come in and this sale goes through chelsea can't negotiate new contracts right mm. they can't can't re-up a guy's contract right um so it seems like players could leave if they want to uh, but i'm not i'm not, i don't understand the legality of it all but i'm also wondering if you're under contract with the club, and if the club can't negotiate with you, then therefore you can't just terminate the contract unilaterally, I don't think, right? Like that would go to court arbitration or something like that. Right, so right. Pulisic can't necessarily leave Chelsea either, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, no. I mean, I, unless I'm missing something and, and you know, maybe there's some European sports lawyers listening. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Hey, I, I, would like to, I would Thank like I would like to point out one thing if and when you know the ownership comes through and teams can begin negotiating, what works in your favor from a get money standpoint is do you know who Christian's childhood favorite team is? I could see. Oh, Christian Pulisic.
0: Do. No. Joining
1: forces with his old no. Dortmund teammate, Jadon no. Sancho. No. Running up and down the wings at the no. theater. No. The theater of dreams.
0: Dude. Dude, you know I am a respecter. Respecter of you. Trafford uh, Tra- I I just I get it. I I I don't know how you. I don't know how you. It's it's kind of like the whole. Uh, I don't know the the whole Baker Mayfield thing that's going on. Like they're not wanting to deal him to Pittsburgh. You know, it's like I don't want him to come back and you know and totally right. totally show us up. You know, because it's Pittsburgh. I'm not right. sure that you do that even as a new owner coming in. I'm not sure you even entertain that. Um, you do everything oh. you can to keep him from going to Man U. I,
1: I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you, but normally that's what happens is players Ryan, leave, players is leave London clubs and, and come to Manchester United, <laughs> Robin Van Persie. Um, <laughs> that worked out pretty good. Um, so to just to, sw- to switch over the, um, yes. uh, the, the Red Devils, Played much better at the weekend, granted it was against a Brentford squad that while they did put up a decent fight um, they're quite happy to be where they are. Uh, they, sure. they they have exceeded expectations, they're staying up they've got their talisman, Christian Erickson, who I'm gonna guess they're gonna get a shit ton of money for just out sure. of sentimentality um, right. it, It's a it's a great story, but they rocked up to Old Trafford, pretty much happy to be exactly where they were, and and they fought a bit, but it was United's day. It was Ronaldo's day. It was. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's Bruno a great lead into my question his, for you, though. His
1: 50th goal for Manchester United. Yeah. And it was a very, very nice goal. And it was created by uh, Anthony Olenga, who damn well uh-huh. better be sticking around at the club.
0: Love that kid. Love yeah. that kid. Here's my question for you um, Cristiano Ronaldo.
1: Mm-hmm. And I and I think
0: last time we talked about this, you you said that yeah, where's he going to go? You know, who's mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna buy him at this point? Who's gonna you know offer up the money for you know a guy that's in his late thirties? No, I get it, I totally get it, I really do. Why what what's with this Jekyll and Hyde show this year, dude? I'm like he is killer at Old Trafford. Um, the what happens? What in in your opinion? No, 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 no. I'm I'm being serious. He has scored last last several matches at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Two out of three of them, he's got hat tricks. Mm-hmm. What? I'm like, he, what? He where?
1: loves the home crowd. He's an entertainer. Uh, what? <laughs> I, 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 I I is the is the subtext to this question? Why doesn't he score more away goals?
0: Ah, uh, there you go.
1: Okay. Well, he's the second leading goal scorer in the league. Okay. Um, Okay. I, I, you know, I don't think it's really a question. First off, United had up until recently the best away record over like the last couple of years in the Premier League. So I think the answer to that question is when they've won away, other guys have scored. Um, Okay. You know, I'd have to do a deep dive on that. You know, I I really would have to look into the specific stats. Um, But the bottom line is... When it comes down to it, especially at Old Trafford, the, the guy is a performer on the biggest stage, and he comes through. And for as long as you can ride him, I mean, I'm, look, I'd have taken Zlatan back a couple of years ago, even after sure. the knee injury. He was playing well, and look sure. what he's still doing for AC Milan. We don't need these guys to be their 29-year-old selves. We need these guys to continue doing exactly what it is they do best at this point, that, that they demonstrate. Ronaldo at 37 years old, is one of the top goal scorers in the world. Yes. We need to bring absolutely. in an, we need to bring in another striker. We need to bring we need to bring in a lot. There's there's going to be a lot of movement um this this window um and this is a process. This is this is going to take I think it, you know people are saying take six windows, take 3 years to really do it. I'd like to see it done in 4, but regardless yeah. it's not going to happen in 1. You're not no. going to send out 10 players and buy 10 players. It's just not going to happen. It's unrealistic. And quite frankly, that kind of shakeup would most likely not produce the kind of results you want. What you want to do is get rid of six and bring in four. You know?
0: Okay. That, okay. that
1: To me, that makes sense. You're reducing the overall size of the squad, and those two can be a couple, couple kids coming up. You know, Hannibal maybe. Uh, James Garner's played great for Nottingham Forest this season in the mm-hmm. championship. There's a lot of speculation. He should get some run. Um, Garnacho sounds ready. I mean, Rangnick was saying he's been pl- training with him for the last, I think, few weeks or month, and he's got all the tools and he sees him getting better. So I'm ex- You know, I, I'd like to see him get his, you know, senior debut. He was on the bench at the weekend. Would love to see him get his senior debut at the end of the season. That's what tends to happen. I think, especially mm-hmm. now that. Uh, it's not mathematically over just yet, but if if Arsenal pick up any points at all at the weekend, it basically is. Um, So uh, there's, there's no reason to not play as many youngsters as possible. Um, Get one Mata, you know, his last couple. I mean, it was, it was beautiful to see, you know, it's Sure, sure what's sad. And again, it was Brentford. What's sad is, I mean, he was involved in everything. So this notion that, you know, he, like, why weren't we using him before? He clearly made a difference. Again, Brentford, big game. You know, it doesn't mean everything. But, you know, Oli and Rangnick have stuck with a very small group of players except when injuries have forced changes upon them to use mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't get it. I really don't. And I don't see what's going on in practice. I don't see what's going on in the locker room. Rangnick swears there's not a problem in the locker room. And, uh, you know, other people say there is. Who knows? Um, But it's criminal that you've got Juan Mata and Jesse Lingard and a number of other guys on the bench that, yeah, on paper, they they aren't of the same quality. But when you're looking at this United team and they're not getting the results, they're not putting in their performances, what harm is there? To play one Mata. Now you play him because Pogba and these other pe- players are out. You give him you give him a couple runs and look how good he looks. Yeah. Yeah. So it it it's really nerve-wracking. The fan base is all over the place right now. It's been really annoying to be on Facebook today.
0: Well, um, I was gonna say also the second thing I wanted to ask you about was the fan base. You you had some concerns there, man, as far as you know, where where they're at right now. Um, what would you say? to a Manchester United fan right now that is just at their wit's end? What kind of things would you want to say to to fans?
1: Well, there's a variety of things to be at your wit's end about at the club sure. right now. There are there are legit things to be very upset about. So the first thing I'd want is, you know, hey, tell me exactly what it is you're upset about. The whole Glazers thing, I mean, do you really think you're going to convince an ownership group to leave? These are fucking billionaires, right? Right. Right. And while while the clearly, you know, they haven't made Manchester United their first focus. You know, you know, Tampa Bay just won a damn Super Bowl, but, but maybe they will be motivated. It they've never not splashed in the in the transfer market, but they've also not really done enough. Um, but the, you know, there is news, they're breaking ground on a new training ground. They're going to upgrade old Trafford, yada, yada. So maybe, you know, maybe this, this is a turning point, but I think it's, Look, the fans made themselves look foolish when they decided to say, okay, everybody walks out in the, what, 73rd or 77th minute. And then they all stuck around because, man, you was beating that ass. And they're like, oh, we're actually <laughs> fans of this club. And, and I don't know. Prats is 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 what I think is, is what the British would call them. They're Prats. Um, you're, you're spoiled. You're absolutely spoiled. And, yeah, the club's going through some hard times. But don't turn into fucking Arsenal TV, man. This Just don't it's it's garbage and i'm sick of mm. seeing you know there are plenty of players to be upset about but harry mcguire's getting death threats that's dumb if you're, giving death, threat, if you're giving death threats to a, a football player because he's not playing as well for the club that you support and you give a death threat go fuck yourself yeah Seriously. that's horrible that's horrible. Unequivocally, there is no room for that whatsoever. Harry Maguire's not had a good season. That's no reason to go after his wife and kids. Yeah, you are exactly that's the lowest of the low.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. And that happens, you know, all around the sports world, unfortunately. And and I don't get it either. I, I don't get it. Like Manchester United is one of the most storied franchises in sports. Yeah. Not not just football, not just soccer in sports and i get that the fans are rabid i get that they want their club to to just be on top all the time i i think that the problem that that you're talking about is a problem that is like i said that is worldwide uh, among very you know a lot of leagues and that is is that there's just not as many educated fans as what we think thought there were like you know it's like you can't win it all all the time you know you look at some of the greatest sports franchises there are out there you i mean you look at barcelona you you look at real madrid you look at your you know psgs they all all are on the world stage along with manchester
1: no no here man they had a down year or two. Well, you know, they've had a down, you know, damn near decade. And it, it, it behooves fans to remember exactly what Messi said a couple of years ago when I, I think it was when, you know, he, he was leaving uh, a season or so ago. And, you know, at the end of it, he's like, you know, we uh, they didn't win the league either. And I, uh, he said something to the effect of, you know, you know, it's disappointing, but I think we're, forgetting you know how many trophies we've won in such a yeah. short period of time and that's that's not normal you right. know you enjoy these patches but you know in in a perfect world you'd have a different winner every year for five years in a row you'd have still the same teams competing because that's how the business of the side of the game works but you know with such fine margins you know you you don't want to just see two teams dominating like that no. and Manchester no. United have had the good fortune to really be one of those clubs to to set the bar for what it means to be a world club, to be it, to be, yeah. you know, to have dynasties and things of that nature and, yeah. and to rebuild and maintain that. Mm-hmm. It's It's very, very difficult. So it's really disappointing and annoying when certain fans can't accept that. And yeah. I get it there. Like I said earlier, there are legit things to be upset about. There truly are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people need to keep things in perspective, uh, need need to especially keep what they read in the papers, especially the British tabloids, yeah. into perspective. And, uh, you know, for as much as we love the game and as much as we study it and try to, you know, devour as much information as possible, I still don't drive to Carrington Training Ground. <laughs> I'm not allowed right. in the locker room. I don't have relationships with these guys and none, nobody else does, you right. know, even, even Paul Scholes, let's face it. Um, you know? Yeah. Maybe Jesse was the leaker all season long, but Paul Scholes just outed him as the leaker, which I think is kind of silly. And yeah. like I was talking about earlier, I'm I'm not a fan of it, but at the same time, you know, they say, you know, a strong locker room, you know, You know, strong leadership, strong locker room wouldn't allow that to happen. Well, if you had a strong leadership and strong locker room, there wouldn't be a reason to, there wouldn't be anything to leak.
0: Exactly. You'd have your shit together.
1: And, you know, hey, occasionally leaks come in handy.
0: It does. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, half slash end time. um, This is our short show. So, um, you know, we're going to put this all together, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to treat this halftime shot as kind of the, uh, um, you know, Aaron, I, I already know what my half shot is going to be dedicated to. That's why I have my, uh, you know, wonder woman shot glass right here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that the world of football, uh, you know, has shown that, um, we do care about causes. We do care about people, um, And, you know, I want to give my halftime shot out to, um, you know, ladies um, in the U.S., uh, you know, particularly, uh, given the fact that, um, you know, our Supreme Court is behind closed doors, much like the Sopranos um, making decisions. And uh, it got leaked that they were, you know, legitimately talking about overturning Roe. Um, You know, it hasn't happened yet, uh, but it. You know because of that leak it shows that that definitely is on the table. Um, so that's my halftime shot uh, just to hang in there um just hanging there ladies. Uh, you've got you've got tons of um, us silent allies with you um, and when we don't when you want us not to be silent we will not be silent but this is something that uh, men, you know what we need to be in support we need to be there we need to make our voices known too. But we need to follow the lead of the ladies on this, um, and and be there right with them, um, and and allow them to to verbalize what they're feeling right now. Um, but Aaron, uh, send us out, man. This is this is this is messed up. And once again, um, I think that the beautiful sport can provide some insight. Uh, you know, just like we did to ending race, you know, the saying, hey, we're going to you know, end racism because we're going to keep it in the forefront of our thoughts. Um, what do you have for us, man? Uh, what do you have for us, brother?
1: No, I second it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a throwback to uh, the real Evan and Aaron show uh, before <laughs> before the soccer side of things. And uh, we've got a very own Jamel Hill here uh dropping <laughs> dropping drop knowledge. Uh no, I a, absolutely I, I I tell you, you know, I, I try to keep it positive. So what I'll say is what we've seen over these last couple of years um in in the social world, in the sporting world is is the rise of of uh female power and, mm-hmm. and solidarity. Uh we saw it with the WNBA as the first league to come back from the lockdown, do the bubble right. Um, yeah. And stand by uh, Black Lives Matter causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the same with uh, uh, the um, Women's Soccer League (NWSL) in um, America, uh, which actually technically was before the WNBA had the. You know, they had their own little tournament, a bubble tournament. Um, so technically, they were the first. Uh, but we've we've just seen uh, some great things. We've seen the Barcelona women's team um, setting you know setting a new record. Uh, at the the camp new for attendance and then breaking their own record uh, just recently as well. Um, we're, we're seeing just, uh, you know, transformation uh, in, in the way we look at um, women's sports and because of that women in general. So um, stay banded together. Uh, we are allies uh, and the last couple of years shows uh, exactly what can happen uh when a group of people have a common cause and support one another and get after it and that's what we're going to keep doing so um evan to you Slanty, all the ladies Slainty. hang in put there your hands up put your hands up and uh salute yep
0: and with that ladies and gentlemen hit that music my friend Send us out. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for tuning
1: in, folks. Uh, No matter how you've caught us, whether this was Facebook Live, whether you're going to the new platform on Riverside, maybe through Anchor, maybe through Spotify, maybe through YouTube, Instagram, hit us up, give us a like, uh, follow us, uh, give us a shout-out, a comment, tell us we look silly, change our backgrounds. (laughs) Uh, We try to put out polls, uh, interact with us. We really love it um we have a blast we'd be doing this no matter what but it's a whole lot more fun uh when we get feedback and we hear from you guys to know more what you want to know about um also big ups uh, along the women's line uh the new Indy 11 women's team yes is kicking off uh so be sure to catch them up at grand park uh we wish them the best as well so uh evan love you my brother hashtag say gay
0: hashtag black people vote
1: damn skippy y'all